Blog Talk Radio.
right, all right. Happy Tuesday, everybody. You want to say what's up? I'm your girl, Q Willis, saying welcome, welcome, welcome. I want to first say thank you to everyone who is tuning in on my live. I see y'all. Thank you very much for coming on in. If you would be so kind and hit that share button for me, please. Um, our mission here is to change a generation by changing the conversation, and the only way we can do that is if you share the show, share the message so we can get this conversation out to everybody. So we appreciate you in advance for that. Um, we are also an interactive show, so we appreciate your comments. If you'd like to join the show, um, definitely give us a call at 929-477-2304. Press the number one to let us know you'd like to share your comment live on air and listen for the last four digits of your phone number, um, and that lets you know it's time for you to come on live and share your comments. So now that I got those little details and that business out of the way, again, welcome. And as you all know, this is a group effort, and I want to go ahead and say what's up to the crew. When? how are you this evening? How's it going, bro? When? Hello? 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 <laughs> what's going on? How you doing? I am good. How are you? I'm well now that I'm off mute. Uh, I'm doing good. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm, I'm, I'm over here trying to get my ass together, put my forgot to put a contact in. So I'm good now. I'm ready to go. I can see, and I'm off mute. Let's do it. Good job. <laughs> good job. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping you got it a little more together than Bro does over there. <laughs> How are you this evening? <laughs> I'm here. I'm trying to get it together. I apologize to my to my fans, <laughs> quote unquote. <laughs> but I had my live tonight. A pimp. I had to do the pimp call. Pimp was down. I was down. But I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make. It. Yeah, pray for me. Pray for me. Yeah, we got you. We got you. <laughs> We're gonna keep tails lifted on this Tuesday evening, y'all. Keep tails lifted. <laughs> All right. Listen, I got a, I still got a doctor. Uh, I, I still got a Dr. Watson in me if you need it, Kel. I got I can uh-oh. I tune up for you. Bye. Okay. I got you, Kel. All you gotta do is just let me. Just let me know. And I got my blessed oil, you know, so it's good and it's good and holy. Mm. <laughs> Ain't nothing like it. That long distance anointing is wonderful. Well, we have got a super packed show for you guys tonight. I don't know if you all have been following us or not, but we are following up last night's really, I mean, last Tuesday, it feels like last night, but last Tuesday's really, really great show with part two of Friendships. We are putting a pin in this thing and following up with how to cultivate healthy, happy relationships, friendships, not relationships. Friendship um, uh, on this week. So we're looking forward to that. So I'm going to hush and let Wynn go ahead and get with the news so we can keep this party going. What you got for us, bro? All right. This week's news, I'm going to tell y'all up front, is pretty, yeah, but that's all right. So we're going gonna to jump right into <laughs> it. So first up in the news, we know uh, we had a shooting in uh, Pittsburgh. So uh, the story talks is uh, Robert Bowers. Um, who is the shooter? It talks about what we know about him. So Robert Bowers is the suspect in the deadly shooting 
um, at a synagogue on Pittsburgh's East End. Um, he was ordered to be held without bail in his first appearance in federal court on Monday afternoon. Bowers was charged, uh, was discharged from the hospital earlier in the morning, but remains in federal custody. So he was shot repeatedly during the massacre and appeared in court in a wheelchair. Bowers showed no outward signs of injury or discomfort from the appearance. Uh, Bowers was charged with 29 federal counts. Um, it, excuse me, was charged with 29 federal counts in addition to 36 state counts in connection with Saturday's uh, shooting rampage. The charges include obstruction of exercise of religious beliefs, resulting in death, criminal hom- homicide, and ethnic intimidation. Um, his next appearance, court appearance, is set for Thursday. Um, federal prosecutors set in motion plans to seek the death penalty against the 46-year-old who will be assigned a public defender. Um, yeah, so um, just for those who don't know, I was talking about two, two Pittsburgh police officers came into contact with Bowers as he attempted to leave the synagogue, uh, according to the criminal complaint. After the sh- a shooting that left the officer wounded, one was shot in the hand and the other was hit by shrapnel, Bowers retreated into the synagogue. Um, Rabbi Alvin Burkum, the synagogue's rabbi emeritus, told ABC News um, he had heard the gunman at one point was in his office on the third floor of the synagogue. So he was all over the place. He says eventually he was taken into custody alive after spending approximately 20 minutes in the synagogue, according to Pittsburgh Public Safety Director Wendell uh, Hesrich. Man, so, yeah, it's a lot It's a lot to say about this one. Um, yeah, so I'm going to let y'all go first. Kels, what's your, what's your thoughts about this? Um, my initial thoughts is that it is there is a, an increase in violence going on. People are kind of bold. Um, I don't right. understand what's the, the question behind it. It's a hate crime. I'm like, clearly, uh, clearly it's a hate crime. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's It's sad, but it's scary at the same time because if they don't take the right action on these acts, you know, I feel like it'll increase, but I'm glad they caught him. He needs to fry. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to death penalty, but if I hop the fence on this one. Yeah. Got to make it a okay. Make an example. Do the right thing. Well, I mean, they, they made an example of Dylan Roof, didn't they? I mean, it still happens. I don't, you know, I think if people want to do it, they're going to do it. So... I don't know. I hear I hear what you're saying. I agree with you. It's just it's just crazy that somebody would do something like this. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree with Kels. How we go about this is going to make a difference and how we deal with these oh man, it's just so crazy that we're even speaking in the terms of setting precedent for when this happens again in the future. Um mm-hmm. but we would be naive to assume that this is going to be the last time that this happens. Um, it, it, it's already obvious that our leader has no plans of changing his rhetoric or the tone, especially with us ramping up on the election season. Um, there will be more of this. There will be more of the um, more of the tone that we've had that has made it okay and made it 
uh, reasonable and worth having conversation about why someone would feel it's okay to do these things, to be this hateful, to um, take lives this way. So, um, yeah, how we go about it is going to matter. How much it matters, I'm really not sure, uh, considering where we are, just being realistic about where we are right now in this timing. Um, very interesting. Um, Tay says, yeah. before we move on, Tay says, this is exactly why we need to vote in these local elections, and I completely agree, completely agree. Yeah. Yeah, agree. <clears throat> I think what's, what's interesting is, you know, anytime he, he's confronted with his, with the, with his rhetoric, he always says that he. It's almost as if he doesn't believe that his rhetoric plays any part in in the mm-hmm. temperament of of this country. He doesn't like. It's almost like he's like, well, what am I doing? I'm not. You know, I'm just speaking my mind, and 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 I'm not telling anybody to do this. And he's not. You know, saying do. You know, go into a Jewish synagogue and shoot people. That's not at all. He he. I've never heard him say that, but. I don't. He does not get it. Like he doesn't get that the temperament of leadership reflects in, you know, down to the people who hear you, the people who support you, the people who already have heightened um, fear, um, who already have hate in their heart versus a, um, a, per, a person or a particular group of people. Like he doesn't see any of that, and that's that's scary to me. That's scary to me. And it's not to say that you know that. This couldn't happen if he wasn't, but I mean, I, I think to Kel's initial point, it does seem like this is happening a lot more in this particular manner um, mm-hmm. lately. Yep. So, yeah, it's crazy. Um, so right behind this, uh, we also had another one. Um, so um, a white man who, who allegedly killed two people at, at a Kroger grocery store in Kentucky tried to enter a predominantly black church uh, nearby minutes before the fatal shooting, um, police say. The two people killed Wednesday, uh, Maurice Stollard and Vicki Jones, were shot in the grocery store and the parking lot, respectively. Um, police arrested suspect Gregory Bush, 51, uh, age 51, shortly after the shooting, which happened in the Louisville suburb of Jefferson Town. Um, our hearts break for the families and those we lost to the tragedy of Jefferson, at the Jefferson Town Kroger. Uh, Russell M. Coleman, the U.S. Attorney for the Western District of Kentucky, said in a statement Friday, the murderers um, are not being taken lightly by the United States government. Federal investigators are supporting local law enforcement and examining this matter from the perspective of federal criminal law, which includes potential civil rights violations such as a hate crime. Um, yeah, this was interesting. So if you don't know about this one, the man walked into a Kroger, <coughs> excuse me, shot um, uh, an uh, older black man who was standing there with his grandson, uh, turned around, shot um, a black woman as he's walking out the store. He, this is the guy who pulls out, um, who, who there's a, a guy, who, a, a white, another white man who has a conceal and carry, pulls out his gun. He tells him, I'm not going to shoot you. You don't shoot me because white people don't kill white people. Um, and and so they have a shootout, and eventually this guy is caught. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh. Q, what you think? Q thinks 
this was like a perk for the last comment that we had. The last story, like again, not going to stop. You know, like yeah. Um, yeah. My heart goes out to that grandson. I when I read that, I thought just thinking about that, I thought about that little girl in the back seat when Philando Castile was killed. And mm-hmm. I think of the trauma that we're putting on. Mm, that almost made me tear up even remembering that scene. Um, I think of the trauma that our babies are experiencing at the hands of the hate that we have right now. And that's really what kind of caught me the most off guard by um, this particular story. When And actually a friend of mine and I were talking at work about this and she was torn up at the fact that he tried to go to the church first and it had just so happened to be locked and you know I thought look at God you know what I'm saying of the one time the place is supposed to be open all the time that they just he was just not just happened to miss him you know what I'm saying and then you flip it and then there and the baby gets to watch his grandfather be killed and the shootout and all of this it's just sad like that one took me to a different place. I didn't get political with that. That stunned at my heart in a different way because I did flash immediately to Philando and that scene, and that took me there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, the same thing now. And then what really got me was the um, that he tried to get into the predominantly black church. Yeah, yeah. I agree on that yeah. part, but you know that I that really shocked me. But and we know that's a copycat of something. When did that happen? Was that two years ago? About something yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, Charlottesville. Well, Charlottesville so, was a little over a year. It's a little over a year. Yeah, I knew. I I couldn't. I didn't remember it was a year or two. But yeah, that mm-hmm. I don't know. Something needs to be done. Like, yeah, on one hand, people going to do what they're going to do because they're probably crazy or insane. But on the other hand, you can't just, I mean, silence is, they might as well be in agreement with it. So. Yeah. And then the bomb, yeah. bridge, did we even talk about that? What about the, it wasn't bomb getting mailed or I didn't even talk about that. The bomb threats where, yeah, they were, where the gentleman was sending bombs, pipe bombs, to, trying to mail pipe bombs to mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tay has a comment, and actually, Leonda, uh, I believe Leonda, so I have to scroll back up. Apologies in advance. Y'all are talking fast, and I appreciate it. Keep them coming. <laughs> um, Tay says, the only thing. This proves is that racism was never dead, but they also need to know that it isn't okay. Um, totally agree. Like this, it's like we need the receipt, but then we also need the reaction, the response. Like, okay, we have this. See, we showing you that this is still happening. Now what? For all of those that are saying, you know, this doesn't exist, it's right here in front of us. What do you do with that? Or are we going to continue to explain it away? I completely, completely agree. Like, we need that good yeah. follow up. That's necessary. Agree. All right, last story. Whew, this is a little better. Yeah. Um, uh, so, uh, Michael, Michael Jordan. Uh, Michael Jordan is investing in esports startup.
startup, y'all know I try to do something business every week, so um, to, to celebrate the culture, what we're doing. So uh, it seems Hornet's owner uh, is more than the Horn, excuse me, the Hornet owner is more than is more mean than megastar these days. Michael Jordan is following in the footsteps of Drake and Scooter Braun. By the way, I don't know who Scooter Braun is, but okay. On Thursday. Jordan was announced as a new investor, invest, investor, excuse me, in uh, Axiomatic, a big-time esports ownership group and parent company to Team Liquid. A more bombastic esports fan might call Team Liquid the uh, the Michael Jordan of esports franchises. So the pairing feels right. Jordan's already quite familiar with some of the Axiomatic board members, which include Capitals and Wizards owner Ted Leonis and Peter Groover. Uh, the less swarmy co-owner of the Warriors. Jordan knows Leonis well since he had a part ownership stake in the Wizards during his uh, unfortunate return to action in the early aughts. MJ's decision to buy in to the still-ripening esports market makes financial sense, but flies in the face of how he looked at video games in the past. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Kels, thoughts? You know, investing and it's just like technology is the technology is the yeah. hot, you know the hot thing right now. So why not? Um, hey, it seems like a good move to me. I don't really, yeah. I'm not really into the esports. I haven't really gotten gotten into that yet. Um, but I did, I, mm-hmm. I did think the last part of that article uh, <laughs> about Michael Jordan not wanting the like his likeness on the video game. Yeah. Yeah, he did. I was like, they petty. <laughs> they bring it up all the stuff. Yeah. That he did. He did. Yeah. So, yeah, he did. But, yeah, hey, it, it seems like a sound move. I'm like, I need to go back to school and get, get me something in technology. Girl. A certificate. That's definitely the uh, uh, A little training class or something. I need something. <laughs> technology. <laughs> In that good old coding class with them babies, girl. <laughs> That's where it's at. With the children these days. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, exactly. I know you're about to swing to me, so I'm going to go ahead and say when I heard this, I immediately thought about the conversations that I've overheard James and his friends have regarding Michael Jordan not being on the video game like that for if you are if you're a gamer or if you are a player of the nba game live whatever Mm -hmm. they're called obviously (laughs) i don't (laughs) um that was an issue for you you cannot be the greatest player say nah you don't get to be me like you have to create me via avatar like trait like no (laughs) you know they weren't here for that so the people may be a little yes it's a good business move and he's going to Secure the bag and et cetera, et cetera, good for him. But mm-hmm. the people got some problems with this. Like the folks who follow these games are going to side eye this initially, and they better be creating some damn good games to cross them over initially. <laughs> like it's got to be good because they're not going to be here for it otherwise. They're like, yeah, I don't know. I think Mike is Mike is Mike is smart. I mean, I think he's you know he he didn't get in early. But this is early enough. You know, this is one of those moves where it's still early enough where he can make a ton of money doing this. And it's not necessarily just about the game. It's how the game crosses over into 
the the video game crosses over into the actual game and vice versa, you know. So it's a, it's a good move. I mean, it's a it's a tech move. It's a like this could be a big money move um, for Mike. Yeah. And so I'm I'm glad I'm glad to see the, see, see him uh, changing his mind and and um, you know, about esports and gaming in general because I don't know if I'm be honest I don't know very few people under 35 who don't play games. Mm-hmm. I don't uh-huh. think so. And you I know, know what? I don't know how many people. I don't know how many people. She said, yeah, he made a great move. The college that she works at has created an esports team, and a lot of colleges are following. They have a serious tournament. Um, She's right. That is happening all over. And I think a lot of the esports and the um, <clears throat> the real money being put behind alternative sporting or athletics or ways for us to have team-like events has a lot to do with some of um, us pulling back from the contact sports and the commercialization of actual competition, you know, where, where our kids are going and putting their bodies and their brains and all of that on the line um, for the actual physical sport. So instead, yes, you'll use your mind. You'll create, you know, be there and do the do the mind work and play the esports. And they would much rather, and parents are actually supporting them because their brains work. <laughs> their fingers are working, but their brains still work, you know, those types of things. So there's a shift happening in sporting and what is considered entertainment. Also, that I'm catching with that. So there's 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 something happening here, and I think I, I'm agreeing with the with the crew that there's this was a good move if it's a long term one. Yep. Um, I know we got to go. with Mike Albright says that most colleges are offering full scholarships for gaming. Real? I did not know that. <laughs> yep. Wow. Wow. So we ain't got. <laughs> That's a new one to me. Yeah, look, I walked into the dollar store this weekend, and I looked up, and do y'all know they were selling the, the Nintendo and the and the Sega Genesis? I was like, whoa. Oh, I'm getting one. I miss it every year. I got to get me whoa. a Nintendo. It was in uh, the dollar, the dollar, dollar Tree. Yeah, Dollar Tree. No, the the orange one, Dollar General. There dollar General, yeah. Dollar General. Yeah, I was. I, it, it threw me because the last time I played a video game, literally, it was Sega Genesis. I haven't played a video game since then, so I know nothing. No Wii, no PlayStation. No, I played the Wii like once. I played the Wii once, and I played in college. Let me take that back. In college, like first sophomore, freshman sophomore year, I used to play whatever. Jackie Wayne had it was a football game, and I would play that every so often. But that's it. I just I haven't been. I'm not a video game person anymore. So, but I'm thinking about. I've I've been thinking about getting back into them just because of trade. But you know, we'll see. So anyway, okay. All right, back into it. I know. I know. I know. Things we do for our children. All right, so that session was brought to you by the Level Up Conference. Again, if you don't know, the Level Up Conference is the Global Drive Network Conference um, that we are hosting in August of 2019, where we are training you, where we are teaching you how to level up 
in the areas of faith, family, and finance. You can register for the conference today uh, by going to the website at www.levelupchicago.com. We also, for a limited time, are offering uh, you the opportunity to save your seat because there are only 300 seats um, by going to the website, paying your deposit, and then being able to pay off the rest of the balance in the installments. But this is only going to be for a limited time or uh, until the seats run out. So we only got 300 seats. Do not wait. Again, the website is www.levelupchicago.com. Uh, if you have questions, then our website, excuse me, our email is on there where you could contact us as well. So, all right, so this first song is um, Better Days by Tony. Tony, 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 sorry, Tony. Uh, Better Days by Tony. Uh, Tony is somebody totally different. Um, Better Days by Tony. Um, and then after uh, this, Kels is going to give us the Scoop Nation hot topic, and you definitely don't want to miss that. So we'll be right back with this song, with the hot topic with Kels. Again, this is Better Days by Tony. Young and Scoop Nation's up here. Trying to keep my faith to smoke the pain away. I'm moving on and hope to learn from my mistakes. I gotta maintain and pray for better days. Trying to keep my faith to smoke the pain away. I'm moving on and hope to learn from my mistakes. I'm proving to myself that I'm gonna make a change. I gotta maintain and pray for better days. Trying to keep my faith and smoke the pain away. I'm moving on and hope to learn from my mistakes. I'm proving to myself that I'm gonna make a change. If your pocket's empty, there's no need for complaining. You control your actions, realize it and change it. I'm hungry for success and I'm getting impatient. Demanding what I need, so give me my payment. I'm trying to make it out, no rent or late payments. Building me a savings, I watch your vacation. Man, I'm on my grind, he was over famous. Can't be wasting time, and send me to chase it. Grab my blood in me, authentic, no faking. Out of sight, out of mind, can't build me no cases. Moving back to Minnesota, then heading to Vegas. Trying to get my life right for me and my baby. I gotta maintain and pray for better days. Trying to keep my faith to smoke the pain away. I'm moving on and hope to learn from my mistakes. I'm proving to myself that I'm gonna make a change. I gotta maintain and pray for better days. Trying to keep my faith and smoke the pain away. I'm moving on and hope to learn from my mistakes. I'm proving to myself that I'm gonna make a change. Go around, there's no need to be hating. I'm just in my own lane, cause people be faking. Broke opinions ain't worth it, so how can it change me? Had to understand that this just comes with the game. Can't let them knock my focus, no time for the hopeless. Every day, I'm on a mission, ambition get boasted. I'm confident and I'm humble, used to eat with roaches. I came up off hot plates. When the stove was broken, moving on to better things, I changed my lifestyle. Every day I think about my life before. 
for the lifestyle back. Mainly cause I see the difference in my choices now. Shorten up my circle, keep around me who important now. Purple haze got me staying through a clear view. If you're trying to move on, leave your past up in your rear view. Gotta keep a banger cause these pigs trying to kill you. We getting smarter, that's the reason why they fear you. I gotta maintain and pray for better days. Trying to keep my faith and smoke the pain away. I'm moving on and hope to learn from my mistakes. I'm proving to myself that I'm gonna make a change. I gotta maintain and pray for better days. Trying to keep my faith and smoke the pain away. I'm moving on and hope to learn from my mistakes. I'm proving to myself that I'm gonna make a change. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that song always relaxes me, but it gets me crunk at the same time. It's crazy. <laughs> it's contradiction. Emotions. It's a contradiction. A relaxing, a relaxing <laughs> work is what I would call it. And the hot topic is brought to you by Curvy Kitten Clothing, where self-reflection is perfection. Get you some Curvy Kitten today. Um, you can find us at www.curvykitten.com. So, our topic is about one of Soup's active members, Ms. Chen, and it says, this is a repost, and it says, help me understand, y'all. I have been in a domestic partnership for over 11 years. We're very much happy and satisfied in our commitment to each other and our family. We encompass the ethics of marriage without the legal contextual aspects. However, measures are in place that would entitle one another the same benefits of formal marriage arise. I, for one, was never the girl that wanted a wedding nor believed in the contextual parts of formal marriages. Uh, my significant other doesn't find it a biggie either. However, we both agreed to wear our wedding bands. Yep, engaged for like eight years. When others inquired about relationship status, my significant other and I identify ourselves as married and refer to each other as husband and wife. Apparently, I offended a few people, mainly women, who feel that I am disrespecting the sanctity of marriage for misuse of the terms. So that's that's the scenario. Those people have been together for 15 years, never been legally married, but they call themselves husband and wife. Because you two have been married, I'd like to hear your thoughts on it first before we go to the actual comment section. So... We'll start with when. What's, what's your take on the scenario? Is it is it right for people to feel disrespected? What do you think? Is it right for them? I mean, people can feel disrespected if they want. That ain't, I mean, I hate to say it, ain't they business. Um, <laughs> it's, not, it's not. It's not their business. I mean, they can feel disrespected in terms of um, should they feel like, do they feel like that they're, What's the word she used? Disrespecting the sanctity of marriage. Um, mm-hmm. I think, for me personally, because of I don't believe because of my belief system and the way I'm set up, I don't believe that marriage is just a social con- construct. And mm-hmm. so I think the way we do it, there are there are definitely social constructs to it. But for me, marriage is more of a covenant relationship between us and God. So so for me, 
I understand that somebody feels like that what this couple is doing is not there. I, however, don't feel like if that's not what they believe, okay. I mean, I, I now I do have some questions. I do have some questions as we get into this about some other stuff. Um, <laughs> but, well, let's. Okay, we'll get to that. Huh? We'll get to that. Yeah. You want to ask? I now? got some que- I got questions. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll get to your questions. Kia, what do you think? I think it's none of our business what socially or what random folks think about how you do you and yours. Um, I thought that she covered all of her bases. She says that she and her spouse have made plans to cover themselves for the legalities of the thing. If something were to happen to either of them, they've covered their bases, which I guess can happen, and they've done that. They've done the paperwork, so there's no one running talking about you ain't who you are. Um, So as long as that's covered and they're happy, I don't think anyone who actually signed a marriage certificate and stood in front of a pastor should have anything to say about that. That was what worked for you and yours, just like some prefer courthouse versus big wedding. They prefer no wedding and a good union, and that's okay for them. Like, I don't – I've grown to the point where I've realized that these things really don't matter to my life. You know what I mean? So – why would I put my thoughts into how they're already living? Like, they've been doing this for 59,000 years. She said that. So no social media person, no commenter is going to make her be like, hey, we got to go get married. You know the people say we're crazy. Like, that's not how that happens. That's not how that happens. So my business. <laughs> well, some people agree with you on the post. Uh, let's see. One comment says, do you? Do you love? Not my business, not for me to judge. Basically, what Q said. Um, we have another comment. If they present themselves as married, they're married, especially if they live in the common law state, which, mm-hmm. of course, that argument will come up. Everybody knows what common law, you know, marriage is, and there's rules and regulations to that. So it is. It does have legality to it. Um, let's see. Uh, someone said it's, it's only an issue on your tax forms. We have someone else on the other side of the argument that says, I mean, you're not husband and wife, despite what you call yourselves. There's more than just taxes that are a benefit of marriage. So we have somebody else on the other side. That we have a couple of long comments. <laughs> <laughs> so people are kind of go, people are kind of going back and forth. Um, yeah. Let's see. Some people use uh, religion, saying that, you know, maybe it's connected to their religious beliefs, so religion was brought up. Uh, these comments are really long. tradition is to someone. So if you say that to somebody and they and their their reaction is that marriage is is, you know sanctified and you can't use marriage that <laughs> debate, you know, okay. Yeah. Sorry yeah. you ran across 
somebody that was going to say that, but that's how they feel. Um, my example of something like that is I've known people to um, crack jokes about stuff, dealing with, you know, sorority rules and stuff. Like, we don't want anybody else saying our call. Oh, somebody breaks our dance line. We ready to fight. I mean, it's just, it's just oh, yeah. different things for different people. So, on one hand, yes, your business, and yeah, do you. But on the other hand, if somebody gets offended, okay, that's their, look, <laughs> that's their right to get offended too because they believe that's what they believe. So, you know, if you're going to share with people, be just be ready for the comments. Yeah, yeah. That was my with that. Yeah. You can't be mad when you put it out. Right. And I think so <laughs> you asked, so okay, so here here is my con- here, go ahead, I'm sorry, Kill. No, go ahead. I was saying if you ask the people's reactions, or you know, if you say something in front of them, they're gonna react. But yeah. yeah, that's all I was saying. I think my concern is my question is because when I read it I wondered, is she really convinced that what they're doing is correct or is she really happy with it or is she because first of all you asked the question secondly um, there are a lot of things that they're doing to um, I don't want to use the word pretend but assimilate is the word I'll use with people who are what we would call traditional marriage and so I think if that's what if this is what you all have decided to do then and that's not what you want. You don't want a traditional marriage. Why do some of the stuff that traditional, like, don't do it? Like, it's not, like, why do those things? I, is the, I, I'm interested, I would be interested to know, are you doing this because you want people to know that you're taken, you know, and wearing the rings? Are you doing this? Like, what is the real heart of why you do those things? Um, and it could very well just be that they just want to wear rings, which is fine. Um, but it's, Again, if you don't want the traditional marriage, um, then why do traditional things? Because with the exception of the traditional ceremony, they marry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I um, <laughs> I actually can see where you why you said that. Um, Sorry, Toronto, I was trying to finish my comment to Chan, and y'all know how I cannot type and talk at the same time. <laughs> so, <laughs> get that out. Um, so anyway, I, I I do agree with that because being married forever, um, after she went through all of the things, all the for the people, I wondered what part of this are you really happy with? Um, because. You go through all of this, and for what? Now, if you're handling paperwork to make sure that if something happens, you've dotted your I's, crossed your T's, cool. But then on the aside from all of that, the, the, the requirements, why are you going through all of this to satisfy people who you are trying to convince us don't matter? That's kind of where I got that, and also why I said, why share it with everyone if you're so confident that this is the way it works for you so well? Mm-hmm. So I, I, yeah. I agree. You know, why do all of this thesis statement of why you're so confident in doing what you're doing and then open yourself up like that? Be quiet. <laughs> like, just live your life. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, I'm imagining you sitting around talking to people and they're like, hey, how y'all been? Oh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, 
hubby's been sick. Well, we not really. He ain't technically. He ain't my husband, but we call each other hubby. Right. Yeah, that's how I put this boy down. Like, right. Now he's ready to come up. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, Chan commented, and I actually have something. I, I agree with this because we see this a lot when it comes to posts regarding what should or shouldn't happen in marriages, what's real marriages, what isn't this, that, and the third. Um, Chan says, I think married women and those who wish to be married were the most offended on the original post and the repost as if it took away from the meaningfulness of their own marriages. Um, I see this a lot when we talk about relationships in general, whether it be sex and how much sex you should or should not be getting, who should or should not pay the bills, who should wear this, who should do this role or that role, you know, we there's a lot of projection that happens, and a lot of I pay my dues, but you don't get to hold the title if you don't pay yours. We don't really know what has taken place that brought them to this place. You know what I'm saying? We don't know yeah. what her dues have been or his dues have been, you know, that qualify them to be together or, you know, whatever. But we do. We, have, we project a lot of what we want or what we've been through onto other situations, and I think that happens a lot in me. <clears throat> yeah. 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 I, I would also flip my, flip my question and want I'm interested in, and maybe viewers, if, listeners, or whomever can, you know, you guys can help me again. If you guys have comments or questions, call us at 929-477-2304. Nine two nine four seven seven two three zero four and press the number one. Um, but the other question I'm, I'm interested in is, um, and maybe you two could help me too. Um, what is the issue for this couple and other couples with traditional quote unquote with actually being married? Like what? So what's the if you've gone through all of these things with you together, you've committed to being together. Like what is in their mind, in people's minds, for understanding what is the actual difference between everything that this particular couple is doing and traditional mm-hmm. marriage, besides a ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know? I think it's just a level of. A little bit of envy, like, oh, we spent all this money on this BS, and you think you going to come around here and use my same title? Mm-mm. If you ain't spent thousands on the wedding. Well, then. and I feel, okay, but I'm, I'm, so, so, okay, but I'm saying, like, the other flip is, so then why is, if there are, so they already have a, a, a financial system that, at least for, mm-hmm. if something happens, they, they have that. Like to, I think it was whoever made the appointment, uh, the the comment about taxes. There's a difference there, but and financially, if they're living together, if they're already have their version of a family and all that kind of stuff, wearing wedding mm-hmm. bands, all of that stuff. What? Why not? What is the holdup? What's the the missing thing, or what's that their understanding that says we just don't want to have a ceremony. If they is it just the ceremony and if it's just the ceremony, go to the court and not do it and, and do the justice of the peace and the whatever that doesn't cost you anything or I married people uh, in their living room. So what's the what, what, is, what, is, what, what do they not want? Are you saying what's stopping I, them? Yeah. 
Yes. And I got an answer to that. Okay. <laughs> I've been over here praising yes. my I'm like. Teach me. I, Teach me. I'm listening. I think the entertainment and social media and our trends have publicized the dis, the, the dissolving relationships to the point where we have lots of broke folks thinking they're going to have rich people problems if they sign the paper and it doesn't work out. We've got <laughs> the Kindus and we've got the alimony situation. I'm just saying, I honestly think as if these whole men and women alike that figure that they got Like I don't have to do it, because so like rebellion. Even now, what we're saying is now with common law, you can get all of that. You can get talimony now. Yeah, you know what I mean exactly. for just to get boyfriend girlfriend. So I think me, I, like some of it is just pure relationship. I know a family, real close friends of the family, and their mom passed away. And they had just found out like a couple of years before that that they, their parents were never legally married. Now, they had been together for probably 30, 40 years. And I don't mm-hmm. remember if anything legal happened, but, I mean, it was just like, why? And, you know, you just feel, why wouldn't you take that step if y'all lived together 30 years? I, I don't know. I just think it's like one of those if it ain't broke. Oh, wow. Think, but you have. I don't know. Sorry, I know why I wasn't for you, but I had to, it was one of those because oh. I finished reading and was like, wait, what? So <laughs> Dan just commented while we talking about common law and how paperwork don't always matter like that. <laughs> um, she says, my ex-mother-in-law proved common law marriage by letters from witnesses and received her ex-husband's Social Security over the wife he was married to for 20 years plus. When he died, because she was with him first. Uh-huh. Mm. Mm. Like, that hurt my heart. <laughs> like, mm. And uh, Will wow. has a comment on that that says, well, not on that, but also while we're doing comments, and I'll hush. Uh, Will says, what's stopping them is the fear of the financial responsibility to have to let another man or woman decide who will get access to financial and parental rights, basically, in his opinion, is what he's saying. So it's the split that makes people nervous. Go ahead. That's all um, I had. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't have nothing else. I was, I was oh, listening. That's I, crazy. I, yeah, I, yeah I, I'm not, I mean, common law is, I know it's as legal as it's come because I, you know, I have to look at people's taxes and how they file and how you how you qualify yeah. for governmental funds. So, so I get it. Like, I have to, I have to be the person to tell people they got to change their taxes to get, 
by that delay. So I know it's Biden. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm the the question is why wouldn't you just? I just don't think people who are who are not wealthy or don't have anything to share. But you know, sometimes pinches and stuff can. They may not want to sign because they don't want to get that pension up. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I, I wouldn't think people would think so, that. Deep, but okay. And and see, Kels, and something like that, I could understand. Like, okay, we have like, um, but I've I've seen I, I um, helped a couple once who there was a a issue with he was she was getting money like a certain amount of some certain amount of money a very nice size sum of money from a monthly pension from her previous husband who was deceased and he and she was and he was getting a nice change from a previous wife who was deceased and so they chose not to get married. To me, again, there's at least some logical I think, okay, I get that. You don't want to see your check cut from six thousand each of your checks cut from six thousand dollars a month to if you get remarried it gets cut down to twenty five hundred dollars a month. Okay, I can I can follow that logic. I can follow that. I think mm-hmm. I think if if that's not I think if that's not something like that, I still don't get like are we just are people just saying I don't want marriage, I want the convenience of of the <laughs> traditional marriage but not the actual marriage because I haven't seen it worked. Um, like he was saying that we're seeing a lot there even you know, I'm seeing a lot of bad things that come. I see 50% of the people are getting divorced, and so I'm saying, forget it. This is working. We just gonna stay doing what we're doing. Like, is that is that that, or is it just like, I mean, is it total just rebellion from marriage? Because I don't see like one of my lives said uh, the value of the union is not often made plain, so they don't see the value in it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that scenarios like this just confuse me because at least what was presented. There is no, like, y'all doing everything already that many yeah. people do. Yeah, I don't. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I just, you know. Yeah, it, this one is one of those, it's just marriage in itself is one of those things that really gets people talking, um, especially when it comes to what it takes and what it doesn't take. And it just, it always, it's always interesting, nonetheless, because people have their own experiences, what they've seen, what they want from marriage Mm -hmm. to happen. So a lot of folks who haven't seen it make it up and make that the complete opposite of whatever they had is automatically the right way to do it. So sometimes they think, hey, my mother was married four times. Marriage was the problem. My daddy had white wife, you know, never was happy. He was miserable out of his life. Marriage was the root of that. But we don't really take the time to figure out why mama couldn't find a man and keep a man and why daddy was always, you know, woman to woman, you know, rolling stone in it. So it's 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 lots of layers to this marriage here topic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> We're doing good on time, y'all. That's good. Good job. Real good. It's making me think. I'm thinking of <laughs> So, okay, I have another question before before we wrap it up real quick. So do you think that it would affect the kids? Then if you are if you were together that long and you're never married, 
do you think your kids would think marriage is weird or that they would be pressed to get married? I think, I mean, there's, I think there are other facts. I think, I think that it depends on how to, what a lot of what some of you said, if, if what they saw is what they perceived to be what quote unquote worked, I think that would have, it would greatly sway them towards not wanting to get married. Um, but I think I also, um, it also really depends on the other other influences because if you also see that it works, but you also have these other influences that are showing you, A, that there could potentially be a quote-unquote better way or different way or you're seeing, you know, you're surrounded by couples who have been married these long periods of time and that's working, then that also could sway the opinion of, of the children. So I think, and again, and the health of the household. So if you grow up in a house where they were married <clears throat> Um, and but it was an unhealthy marriage. Um, then that's going. So I think it's you know it's it's the internal and external influences that have to be looked at. Plus, I think it also depends on, um, yeah, just kind of what they grow up. If they grow up in a scenario where maybe they see something different that changes their their um, their set of standards and values and morals. Yeah, that's a good question. About how the babies take that's it. A good question. Yeah, that's that's a good one. <clears throat> but I also think just to, I, and I'll be brief on this one. I think that kids can be raised in a home with parents who aren't traditionally married, and I'm going to get some shock faces. The same way I feel that children may, raised in non-traditional parent with non-traditional parental roles sure. have mm-hmm. the ability to still have traditional relationships afterwards. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. the health of whatever relationship that they spend the most time around is what helps pin that, not mm-hmm. what the the makeup was. I think the health of it overall is what is a healthy ideal of whatever your living your living situation was. That's a good question, Kels. That was that one was a yeah. good question. Yeah. Because <clears throat> to me, I still think for for a person to discuss their most intimate relationship like that in the public, like I feel like, you, do you really want to be married? You know, that's all I'm, that's what I'm saying. Do, do, your, do your kids ask? Well, you know, when they come home, my friend, their parents are married, and y'all say y'all not married. You know, of course they're gonna hear you telling people, telling people that. So yeah, True. I think it's some seems to be some underlying issues there. But shout out to Chance for the, the good high topic. Yeah, going back and forth. Yeah, could even read all yeah. the comments. Yeah, said, that's a mouthful. <laughs> yeah, and I, you know what? Let me say this: as somebody, as a person, can I say this? As a person of faith, I think one of the things that we have to, I, I get that we believe, as I do, that our the things that we do or that we believe are right. But I think sometimes we need to learn how to step back and just listen. Mm-hmm. Because because again, I think the I think the way I think is right or I wouldn't think it. But but beating somebody over the head with the way you think is not the way to get them to change or to see mm. the way. <laughs> 
what's going to help them what's going to help them see your way is right is if what you do turns out yep. right for example if we have more yeah. healthy marriages if we have more healthy relationships if we love better if we show people the reasons why we believe what we believe then I think then people will be like, wait a second, we don't have to then turn around and say what we that what we believe is right. People will say, wait a second, the divorce rate, for example, is fifty percent in you know, in the country. But when we segment this off and look at Christians, we see that wait a minute, in the Christians they only got a twenty percent divorce rate. What are they doing that's working that we're not? Mm-hmm. And then as we make as we do stuff like that then I think that people will be like, oh, shoot, wait a minute, let me see what they do. We do, we do, it, we do it already. When we talk about money, we, what, automatically what do we do? We start looking, what's in, and, and I mean there's no disrespect, but what's in Jewish people doing? Because <laughs> we perceive what they're doing is right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Off the That's box. a very good point. Very good point. Off my soapbox. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 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 <laughs> That'll preach, that'll preach. That brings us to our next song of the night before we get into our main topic about friendship and the challenges therein. We are going to listen to Brown Skin or Ron by Josh yeah. J. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the future. Turn off the lights 
and we wanted to follow up last week's show because we saw the importance. We saw the, the meat that we got from those conversations, and we wanted to keep the party going for the one time. Um, um, as always, my segment is brought to you by Elegance by Design, where healthy hair and skin is our priority, but a beautiful you is always our specialty. Um, you can get your products at elegancebydesign.com. That's design with the Z. And uh, if you have any questions, hit me up. I'll be sure to answer those for you. Um, yes, hey, we do. See, Tay is saying yes, we do. <laughs> um, so <laughs> let me go ahead and move on to uh, the root of why we're here this evening. You all have already heard one of our um, – I kind of slid one of our ingredients for a good friendship in there on the fly um, in my intro. But I think uh, you can't – being a jealous friend has its limits. Uh, I know I've joked with my girls, especially Kelly and Michelle, about when we bring other besties into the crew. Uh, we we actually have a funny story about how Kelly was brought into our crew of two. <laughs> um, but it was, and then now they're closer in some ways than me and Michelle were. So, like, we have to allow our friends to have other friends um, so that they can grow and find out who they are. And I think that's one of the, for me, that's one of the, uh, special sauces that I see in some of those gold type friendships that uh, in the in in celebrity friendships as well as locally I see my other girlfriends cheering other women on and other groups of people on and that allows us all to come together and clap when everyone wins so that's an ingredient for me. Um, when what about you? What are one of your ingredients for solid healthy friendships? Hmm. One of my ingredients would be <laughs> accountability. Um, yeah, yes, accountability is, is is one for me. Um, yeah, that's that's an ingredient that I need. Um, because in a lot of instances, for me, in a lot of what I've learned is I've is in a lot of instances I have been. Unfortunately, I've been I've been coddled in certain areas that now, as I get older, enter into some new arenas, um, are I can see I can see some deficiencies um, because of that, and you know, a deficiency of my own. And so, I think what I want to do now is I'm comfortable challenging myself to be a little uncomfortable. So I think that's a good one for me. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I would agree with you on that. Kels, what are one of what is one of your main ingredients for a solid friendship? Uh mine is laughter. And what mm. I say laughter is in conjunction with being comfortable. I feel when you when you really let loose and laugh around somebody that it's you, you know. It's usually a a really being loose and not worrying about what you look like when you can laugh. So, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's one of my secret. That's one of those secret ingredients that people don't think about every day. Because if you have a friend that you're not laughing with, honey, y'all not friends. Yep. If you're not sharing laughter, laughter is magical. It's healing. I think of some of the conversations y'all voice memo has been so life-changing for so many of my friendships. <laughs> <The> <laughs> point, uh, option, if, you, if you are like a, 
us and have many, many inbox conversations with your crew, you are loving the voice text option that the inbox provides. There is, and the, the video, the oh, the video, like, those, we share some of the best laughs. I have cried till I, I, I laughed till I cried and it was incoherent with my words. <laughs> Based on some of the stuff that we have shared, just with voice and laughing, as far as these voice text are concerned. Like, yeah, laughter is huge, Kels. I would definitely co-sign that one as well, for sure. Um, let's see. So we're talking about our special ingredients. Uh, Tay is agreeing. She says, yes, she agrees with Kels. She doesn't crack jokes with everyone. Um, yeah, I think you kind of end up with a mentor or a life coach when you don't have laughter because it's always like a, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like you're looking for your next instruction. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want every conversation to be formal. We got to laugh at some point. So, yeah, that's right. That is, yep. Yeah, Mike, Mike says, my life, trust, and sacrifice are, are ingredients for him. Yeah. Trust and sacrifice. Those are huge. Um, I will have to say another for me would be vulnerability. Um, and I'm going to say vulnerability for two reasons. One, as I have gotten older, I have recognized that I almost require that my friends that I hold close are open with me. Um, I have a – I'm very observant. So I can tell when you're skirting around getting it out. <laughs> so I some it, it, it blocks how I can love you when I know that you're holding back from me. And that stops progress for me. And I understand that people have barriers and blockages and things like that, but then it puts me in a space of something is missing here because you don't trust me with you. And I need that so that I can be a good friend. On the flip of that, because I'm often that friend, that strong friend, I need people that I can also be weak with, that I can be frustrated and stupid and irrational and make no damn sense. And they say, okay, sis, you good? Okay, so this is what we're going to (laughs) do. And help regroup me instead of, you know, join me in the pity party or do the extra with me. Like I can be vulnerable and still still and still be super cute later. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. So like we have to have that give and take in a friendship for that to work for me. It it won't work for me if there's not that if that if we don't have that there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That that yeah. is good. That again? What'd you say, Wim? Oh, go ahead. And I think, yes, I agree with Kel. I say, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I, I agree with that because I think I think for for those of us who are whatever I don't I don't whatever you want to call it whatever we are um, that <laughs> it's necessary to <laughs> to have places where you don't have to be super and where you don't have to be. But I also have recognized and why accountability is so important to me um, is that I don't I don't know how to be that all the time. And so mm. having somebody who says, um, you know, and I I'll, I'll share and I'll share the story. I mean, I had a, a very harsh not harsh, but a very real conversation with with with, um, with two of my friends and as a part of the conversation, 
he's made this statement to me. He said, my problem with you is that you never give us the chance to help you because you're always trying to help everybody. And, and he said, even to the point where um, I'll ask you how you're doing, you'll deflect the conversation to bring it back to how you could help fix me. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and, that, and they're like, and this is frustrating, and we need you to stop that. And we need you to stop. I was like, whoa. I was like, whoa. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I I, I yeah. didn't like it. It didn't feel. But the real. But I after I sat there and picked my face up off the ground, I was like, "There, there you're right. Okay, okay." Mm-hmm. So vulnerability is huge. Um, but I think I think also helping. I think you know I've learned I need people, persons to help me be that because I don't know I don't necessarily know how to be that until like I fall until I fall all the way apart. Yeah. Yeah. Ebony says that her relationships are rocky. Not all of her friendships, but the majority that she thought were good turned out being um, not so good in the end. Um, You know, Ebony, I can identify with that. And last week we asked a question. I think Kels asked us, has there ever been a time where you, someone has thought they were closer to you than what they really were? Y'all were different friends where you thought you were. And, you know, I have been marinating on that question, and then Ebony just said this with that kind of, like, confirmation. You know, that has happened. And then and it happens especially as we get older. Those um, situational relationships, those that are the natural, we were high school friends, we were college friends, we were work friends, you know, whatever your lives were doing at that time, I think that's also a, a huge factor a lot of the time. You know, you have mm-hmm. That are really built on core stuff for you as the individual, and then you realize, like, damn, I thought we were better than that. Like, I or it's more yeah. for you than it is for them, and so that that can be frustrating, and that can be daunting as yeah. far as friendships are concerned. It, it almost had me cool on female friendships. Period. Like, hmm. done. <laughs> I don't want nothing yeah. to do with a female friendship because of those types of relationships. So I, I can feel you, Ebony. Don't give up though. <laughs> Don't give up. They're you there. know, <laughs> are we still on ingredients? Are we still on ingredients? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. girl. No, that's like. <laughs> <laughs> because I was just thinking, I was like, another ingredient is honesty. Because just yeah. when you even think about your fair relationships, a lot of times the blow up happens because you weren't honest at some point. Or you weren't mm-hmm. all the way honest. So when yeah. you're feeling some type of way or you feel like your friend offended you or betrayed you and all that kind of stuff, but we try to hold it in or don't really say everything we need to say. It, it's mm-hmm. just not a, I mean, it's, it's hard to come back from that. So I think that's a a tough one. Cause you, cause you really assume, are you really feel, are you, re, maybe I can say assume more feel you will. I think most people intend to be honest, you know, always with their, friends, but you don't think about those times where you just held back or you just wasn't totally clear. And though and you know, and that and really that's not it's really not honesty or honest when you think about that, especially if it's if you know you're 
misleading your answer, your response, or your situation. Mhm, mhm. That's so true. That honesty is big, and it's an honesty with you and with them. It's shared. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Because you know, you try mm-hmm. and I know I did it with y'all, and y'all will call me out on it in trying to stay in a certain space. And even some of the conversations that we've had most recently, um, uh-huh. it's forced me to be honest. And some of the questions that we've asked each other, y'all got to be able to ask each other that tough stuff. You got to be able to get to yeah. those long pauses where you see that they've seen it and you ain't got a response. So like, still ask those questions because those those are often the ones that really get that brain and those changes and that growth happening. So, you know, okay. you, you have to be honest because they're going to see through your stuff. If they are, if you're there in their life, they're going to see through your stuff. They're going to call you on your stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's, that's, yeah. That's the real problem. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Tay says, but when it's true friendship, you shouldn't feel like you'll be threatened being honest. Very true. Very true. Right. It's a safe yeah, thing. I, I, I agree. I agree. I think there's part, I think, but I think one of the things that true friendship provides and that takes time or true relationships, period, um, is is a level of is safety. Now, first of all, let's back up and let me say also requires a level of uh, security uh, you know, mm-hmm. in yourself. That you that you can do that, and that if you can't, then you need to check your level of security or insecurity. Um, but yeah. there is a level of safety that is necessary in order to feel like, you know, because you know the safety in in that relationship that I do have the space to be vulnerable. That there is a level of trust and sacrifice that, you know, that all of those things are present. That this um, that this relationship can stand. That and I think. Um, I think actually that's what how you know really one of that you know where your relationship is 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 when you go through a a time where you have to be honest and you have to be vulnerable or you have to be um, you know um, you know real may possibly harsh with somebody with with your friend that's how you know where your friendship or where your relationship really is because if you can't do that or if you hesitate to do that then either that's something wrong with the relationship. Or something wrong with you, or both, you know, or it could be both. Yep. But it's it's still you need those moments, and somebody has to take the the risk of saying the hard truth to see how this shakes out. How do we recover from it? How do we work through this together? And so that way we can forge and fortify whatever type of relationship we're gonna have, or throw it away if that's what we gonna do. That's so yeah. real. That's so real. It was both for me in my situation. It was a problem with the ship, and I had some growth to do myself. I, I had to realize that I got to the point, like for real, like I had, I still had to grow up because I was not to the point of having, of giving a damn about the conversation because I was so hurt. We were at the point that we were at. I felt like there was no need for further conversation. And thinking back on that, regardless of what the end result may or may not have been, I still should have said what I needed to say and had that conversation. Um, so I've grown from that, and now I'm in a place where if it were to ever happen again, I would be willing to do that. On the flip of that, I realized there's something wrong here. It wasn't rooted in the right stuff where Kells was mentioning that honesty. At some point, someone wasn't honest. That was me. I had to own that I said I was okay with a certain point of communication or 
openness or a way of doing something, and I was not. It offended every part of me. And I said, this is not authentic to the type of friend that you need or the type of friend that you want to be. And that was the root of my problem. You know, root of my problem. So you know, you are you're very, very right. And then not to get on the couch, but that's so true. And that was one of those aha friendship moments right there. <laughs> you said something, when <laughs> that, that is a very good thing. That's a very good thing. Yeah, for real. Because it's often both. Yeah. And you have to yeah. be willing to know that it's both. Only. Do we, let me ask, so do we process, do, do, do yeah. people, maybe, um, do people process, um, I'm going to call them friendship breakups, like you do, like man, female, like relationship breakups, um, do they process, I've I never thought of that, pro, that question, do they, like, do you emotionally process, or is there a difference in the way, like, you do that, like, do you need time, for example, a lot of times we tell people, you know, if you break up with somebody, it's good for you to, you know, spend time by yourself and heal and, you know, reflect and blah, blah, blah. Do we do, I mean, is that something we do when friendships dissolve too? Or do we just like chalk it up to, oh, well, my favorite is we chalk it up to the, and I'm not against this, but we automatically chalk it up to the oh, season, reason, lifetime. Maybe they was just a season and they gone. Instead of reflecting on what happened. Oh no, I wasn't gonna answer. I know you're still going. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I was just saying. I I think it's the level of how deep, even how deep the friendship was. Just like you know, any other kind of relationship. So if you had a long term friendship, I think it's easier if it's distant or if you you know. If you weren't in each other's lives every single day, it probably would be just <laughs> easy to chalk it up. But of course, yeah. if you had a friend that you did a lot of things together, you saw every day, just at a pure routine, you're going to feel sad for those times when you're not doing those things together. So I think it just depends on how deep the interaction was. Yeah. I agree. I I I take close friendships changing very hard. I'm not a cut off and I'll never hear from you again, never think about you again type person. I stuck at that. <laughs> so yeah, I I'm more in friendships. I um <clears throat> harp and dwell and analyze and think about what I should or shouldn't have done. I I draft let's talk it out conversations and delete them and Say like, like when I love you, I love you. You know what I'm saying? Like you're in that thing. So that that's a process for me. You know, I still keep tabs. I'm I'm not gonna front about it. I will make sure that you're good. I have sent random. You know what? I thought you were going through, and I'm still thinking about you, and I'm praying for you, and I hope that works out. I'll still do that if we haven't talked in six months. Like you have to say, fish. Don't message me no more. You know what I mean? Like, it's something to like, like And I'm willing to be told that, but you'll still know when you get through being mad that I still pray for you. You telling me not to contact you no more is not going to change the fact that I pray or not because I love you like that. So, you know, yeah, I'm. I, you are not a forgotten friend if we ever were cool like that. 
you know, if I allow you to continue to be that, you know, that's all. I still have boundaries, but it's not for not for me not loving you. I'm still going to love you, you know. That just is what it is. I don't know because it depends on the on the type of relationship it was. But some of, some of the relationships that I, as far as friendships, that have just dissolved, I probably say 70% of my dissolved friendships, I don't think about the tricks, unless I... Yeah, you don't yeah. like life. I don't think about it. <laughs> you never let go. <laughs> Kels can play by play the last argument she had with her first grade best friend. Okay, she can tell you like, she said, and I said, uh-uh, trick. And you said like that. That's how Kels is now, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Verbatim. Verbatim. That's the best. Verbatim. I've seen you do it. I'm like, now I've heard this story before, and she said it the exact same way the last time. Like, there was no change in, in what happened. I'm over here typing it. That's right. That's right. There's no need for Kel's going to have it. She's going to tell you exactly. And at 832, he replied with, and she replied with, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we keep I the real. You know, <laughs> it's, Go ahead. You try to be the big. You try to. I would say you try to be the bigger person, but I. You know, and I, I really do. Now that I'm older, I do try to take, you know, stock of what I did to let the relationship fail, or, you know, I could have been more honest about the level of the friendship or things like that. If I felt like they betrayed me, because. I just, I think, especially my younger days, I would just kind of check it out. Because I would want to have mm-hmm. that, you know, let's salvage their friendship type. No, let's make a clean break and uh, mm-hmm. see you next lifetime. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm working on mm-hmm. Y'all know God's still with me yet. He ain't done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. All right, y'all, it's time. That's our time. Oh, Lord, that went back quick. Oh, <laughs> Here we are again, 9.30. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys, each and every one of you guys, for sharing, for commenting, for giving us the good stuff in your secret sauce ingredients and co-signing ours. <laughs> um, this has been a really good segment, and we want to keep that combo going. So if you have more questions, if you have more comments, definitely keep them um, coming, and we'll, we'll possibly have a part three later on. Not next week, though, but later on. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got the first thing out of the way to go around. But, yeah, I appreciate you guys, and our next song is going to be, okay, I'm with it, Shy Ride by Cash featuring Boy Illinois. Let's go. <laughs> ha. Yeah, cash. Uh, I know you feel that you feel this. Uh, yeah. See, people think that we be playing, money to be making, cause they ain't part of this. I can tell why they be hating. Talk around town, say we the ones that saving. Music in the city, what the f you think you thinking? 
thinking, you think you thinking In our city, in our city, in our city What the you think you thinking, you think you thinking In our city, in our city, in our city, oh This is here for my home team Born and raised to thirst cream Stay chasing these street dreams Can you hear me? Hear me work all day to make ends Meet, but sometimes we spend Way more than we bring in Can you feel me? Feel me? Bent up and bent down Left thing came back round Can't nobody stop us We winning, winning, winning Life come and life goes I'm blessed I've been so, so Watch me flex and pose though I'm silly, silly See people think that we be playing Money to be making Cause they ain't part of this I can tell why they be hating Talk around town, say We the ones that saving Music in the city What the fuck you think you thinking You think you thinking You think you thinking In our city, in our city, in our city What the fuck you think you thinking You think you thinking In our city, in our city, in our city, oh Hold that thought Brought to you by a boss Taking no loss, of course it costs Spinning the dough so I could toss I recoup that, I need the roof back Top down, screw back Head game, you know the fair game Back, back, lie you know it's fucked up, I just came up off a millimeter Suited up, calling shots, I don't work for the Senate either Taking competition now, say I get a milliliter Grinding all my life, I feel like I ran a million meters White kind of crime I swear my innocence, I'm a beast when it come to verses, act my enemy. Hit up like, why you? But they ain't no kin of me. I do what I gotta do, so these ain't sense of me. When I go to Monte, ain't too much on my plate. Haters like Kisa Sayed, I'm like, oh, just you wait. Double entendre, 3000 on a case. Settle for a little less, cause they don't show no face. And me don't know no conscience when I'm coming your way. Fresh to death, uh, like I got one foot on the grave. I know who next up, and I got my foot on their neck. Make them wait, then I make them a sword and flex. See, people yeah. think that we be playing, money to be making. Cause they ain't part of this, I can tell why they be hating. Talk around town, say we the ones to saving. Music in the city, what the fuck you think you thinking? You think you thinking? You think you thinking? In our city, in our city, in our city, what the fuck you think you thinking? You think you thinking? In our city, in our city, in our city, oh. our best life. 
Is it for real? Are we for real, for real? <laughs> so she's going to ask us the questions that will make us really evaluate how honest we are about living our best lives. So I'm going to shut up and let her do what she does best and make me think. Mother Maybelline, how are you this evening, honey? Well, how are you doing, Sugarfoot? You introduced me so well, as always. <laughs> I am doing well, doing well. Girl, let me tell you something. When you was talking about the topic tonight, the the only thing running through my mind was preach, girl, preach. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to be like hey, you know, the young folks. I noticed. I noticed since I've been on social media, uh, when I say something, I guess that folks like, honey, the young folks say preach on my on my little post. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Preach. Well, I'm excited tonight, boy. These viewers, this show coming on up tonight, I guess they want to talk about living their best life. I hope I don't lose none of y'all after tonight. We're going to talk some real talk. Real talk hurts sometimes, but it's real, nonetheless. It ain't going to change a thing. Q, thank you for that wonderful introduction. Miss Kirby Kitten Kills, where you at, girl? I'm her. Oh, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, girl, is your curly today or is, is the dreadlock straight? I need to know. Inquiring minds want to know what frame of mind you was in today. Because I told you how you uh, get yeah, with I your curly. curly. <laughs> yeah, I'm curly. You were, cur- you were curly, so you were cutting up today. Mm-hmm. That's what you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I'm today. I'm cutting up with my curly. The curly tail, honey, that's the alter ego. That's kind of like Beyonce got Sasha Fear, see? Kel Jefferson got curly kale. Kind of like regular fries, but you know, curly fries got a little twist to them. See, that's curly kale. Don't get it twisted, y'all. Right. <laughs> I'm old, but I can sit some game, can I, y'all? Y'all supposed to tell me yes, ma'am. Winfrey, how are you doing tonight, Bishop? I'm doing well, Mother. How are you today? You know, I'm doing really good. I sure am proud of you, honey. I've been hearing about this Level Up conference coming up next year in Chicago. I'm thinking about coming on out there. Well, I, I hope so. Look, you you in it. I hope you are going to be there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they tell me if I tell you, you're going to have Tyler Perry there and everything. I said, for me, I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if you saw. He said. Uh, I, I read today. He said he's retired in Medea in, in nineteen. So that means the uh, it's wide open for you, mother. Right. He needs well, mother Maybelline to take over that spot, brother. I'm so glad you dropped that knowledge on me, honey. I'll be I'll be writing him a letter once a month through the rest of 2018 and all of 2019 every month. He gonna get a video mm-hmm. from me. <laughs> Go for it. But on a serious note, y'all. Let's talk about, look, first of all, thank you to all my viewers that watch. You know what it is now. It's two hour Tuesdays with the Scoop Radio Show. Y'all know the Scoop Radio Show airs every Tuesday night from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can call in at 929-472-304. Or you can go on and get on Facebook Live and watch the show from one of our host pages. That's Kel Johnson, Queen of Willis, and Winfrey Burns II. Now, Mother Maybelline is on beginning of November, the first and third Tuesday of every month. And you can catch me right here live from 9.35 p.m. to 9.50. And follow my page. I'm going to go on and add that link on here when I get done. I forgot to do that so y'all can go on and keep up on these shenanigans. Let's go on and get off into it, y'all. My time is already winding down. 
living your best life. I tell you what, I learned more about phrases and, and all these new sayings, baby, just by scrolling through my news feed on Facebook. And I appreciate y'all because you're teaching me a whole lot. But I want to make sure before I start tagging all of my pictures, living my best life, and before I go get a tattoo across my chest and say I'm living my best life and, you know, all that jazz, before I go and put it on my cover photo so you all know I'm living my best life, I want to make sure I understand what it means, okay? Because y'all got other words that you use that I don't understand, you know. You, you know, you're saying things like, uh, 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 you know, it's bad, but bad really means good and it ain't bad at all. I get confused now. You understand what I'm coming from? So I need to get an understanding about what living your best life means. And, and it's not only me, but I want you to get an understanding of what that means, too, in case you might be confused. Kind of like that stay woke, but that's a whole other conversation, right? So talking about living my best life. Now, I'm looking out here, and I'm, I'm seeing it everywhere. Baby folks is at the gym. You're drinking your smoothie in the morning, baby, doing your little Richard Simmons videotape. Richard Simmons still doing that son for the other y'all. Am I behind? Who is he? She's no longer the number one trainer, is what you're telling me. I'm old school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I mm-hmm. need to get caught up. Maybe not Richard Simmons, y'all, but that's what that's where I'm coming from. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the way to the old. <laughs> I better do some of this VC aura I got in my living room too, because y'all telling me something new, child. <laughs> Look. You're living your best life, maybe not with Richard Simmons, but you're out there working with some trainer and drinking your smoothies, and y'all just feeling good and smiling, got your Colgate smile, you're doing great. Baby, you're all at your job, doing wonderful things, you're out in the community, you're moving and you're shaking. Honey, y'all be going to these comedy shows and hearing the live bands and going to the club, and baby, you is living your best life. I'm seeing it everywhere. Everywhere. I'm going to probably make a shirt. I'm copywriting it. Don't let me find out y'all taking it because you can't use my face. I'm putting my face on it just like this, and it's going to say, living my best life. Can you see it? Mm-hmm. Can you see me living my best life right here in this picture? Mm-hmm. Now, let's talk about something. My question, and I, and I mean no harm, but how can you say you live in your best life? If you out there on them skidoos and your 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 cruises and you're taking all your wonderful photos, how would you live in your best life if you had to take out a payday loan to get there? I don't I don't already made somebody mad. I know I thought I saw an angry face floating around. Keep it over there, sugar, because I'm old school now. I'll go to the backyard and get three switches and braid them up and put them on you. Keep it over there. They quit getting loans to go on vacation. How are you living your best life? Putting yourself in debt just so I can see you leaning on the ski do in that expensive bathing suit you couldn't afford neither. But you had to make sure that your photos were just right on Instagram and Facebook. Is that living your best life? Hmm. I got crickets. But I'll talk to the crickets too, honey, because hmm. even they need a word. I'm telling you. How would you live in your best life? When you post it all up on Facebook, baby, you want us to see your new Armani suit and your Stacey Adams. You want us to know you bought a new sports car and got a new career. And, child, you ain't seen none of them children you done made since they were three size, three shoe sizes ago. How are you living your best life? 
you're flossing, and you don't even know your baby birthday. How is you living your best life? But if I look on Facebook and I read these hashtags, honey, you is living your very, very best life. Do we know what best means? Let me stop there. Because best is not half-stepping. Best ain't shaky. Best ain't wishy-washy. Best is A+. It's grade A. Matter of fact, how many of y'all going to go get you a steak and tell them, I'd like to order a steak dry with no seasoning and burnt to a crisp? <clears throat> no, you're not going to ask for that. Baby, you want that steak to be mouth-watering and falling off the bone and juices just flowing because you want the best. If you ask for a, a bottle of wine or whatever when you're out on your dinner or you, or you, or you want to get you a, a new outfit, you want the best. Ain't nobody getting on no uh, 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 store uh, webpage uh, looking for shoes or outfits, and they they looking for a clearance section, but give me everything that's broken and buttons is missing and the sleeves is cut off. Why? Because in everything, we want our best when it comes to what we get. But you're out here half-stepping, barely giving, barely a half, talking about you living your best life. Baby, if that's your best, I would hate to see your worst. What's your worst day look like? My God. If that's your best life. You know, a lot of y'all out here, baby, you're moving and shaking in the community. You're doing all these events, baby. You're out there helping folk. You're helping the homeless, honey. you got your business. You're running for office. You're doing all kind of beautiful and lovely things. But don't nobody know when that homeless person asked you for a hamburger, you got up and, he, and didn't want them to talk to you because they smell kind of funny. But you're living your best life. I know I'm talking to somebody. Mm. So let's just keep it real. Social media is a is a facade. It's fake. But some of y'all, we actually know. Baby, you know you ain't living your best life. Why you Why you letting this hashtag make you lie to yourself? Because what it's doing is making you complacent. Now you're just sitting at a standstill, lying so hard to everybody else. You believe yourself that you're living your best life. And let me be clear. I'm not trying to discourage you and make you feel like, well, dang, she just. She just ain't nobody perfect. No, ain't nobody perfect, baby, but ain't nobody got to lie either. And you're lying if you're saying you live your best life just because you got the right filter on your phone and the perfect angle and your heart is filthy. That ain't living your best life. That's being good at a selfie. That's what that is. Y'all feel me? Is y'all there? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm telling you, that is not living your best life. So ask yourself, am I saying I'm living my best life because I want to be uh, in this fad that everybody's saying, or is it a fact that I'm really and truly living my best life? Because if we had to measure it, then have to find every time you even try to use it. And you know you ain't trying to live your best life. What they say, tell the truth and shame the devil? If you live your best life, Quit advertising like y'all. Even your best life is when you fall down and make mistakes, you're going to work to try to get it back together to jump back up. That's living your best life. Mm-hmm. Living your best life is right and wrong. You know you're out there doing people wrong and acting all however you're acting but in everybody's face. You know, just because you went to the club last night don't mean you was living your best life. Just because you had a few laughs, that ain't your best. That's recreation. There's a difference in recreation in your best. 
giving your best is work. You're going to have to actually put some action and some thought into it. See, everybody wants everything to be so easy, like an e-signature. You want everything to be a login and a password and a fix. That ain't how it work, baby. You ain't going to be able to just click and get 250 likes, and now you're living your best life. Living your best life is having a, a standard of excellence when nobody else is in the room and can see what you're doing. They can't see you stealing that money out the drawer that you tucked in your, you know, your bra strap or your pocket and ran on out. They can't see that lie you told on that young man or that, that young lady and ran and told somebody else and tried to get the gossip game going. See, they can't see that because all they see is hashtag living your best life. If this message don't do nothing else, I hope it pulls the lie out of the mouth of whoever is saying it, and you know good and well you're living your mediocre life. Let's start hashtagging what we really live, living a confused life, living an angry life, living a a resentful life, living a wishy-washy life, living a fake life, living somebody else's life, because I don't know my own identity. Hashtag that. So we want to live our best life. Y'all going to have to dig real deep and pull out some of that other stuff you got going on and really try to live your best life. And I understand we think things, you know, whatever. Stop taking more value in your words. Stop acting like just because, you know, you say something or you do something. You know, stop acting like just because you say something is true. You actually got to put some work into it to live your best life. So that's all I got tonight, y'all. Ain't a whole lot of jokes. This is something to chew on. I want to see y'all work on it, do it, and then get it done. All right. That's all I got, y'all. All right, now. Hey, thank you, mother. All right. And they say it's uh, tight, but it's right. The door starts open. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I sure appreciate y'all. You know I love y'all. Keep doing what y'all doing. Yeah.
It's going to be fun, guys. Saturday, November 3rd at 11 a.m., Cold Center on Northwest Expressway. So that's all I have. Be productive. Productive this week. Yeah. You? Um, I do I have anything happening this weekend? No, I want to. I don't have anything happening this weekend. I'm actually preparing for um my Christmas stuff. I've got something in the works, so I will have something soon. It's a collab that I'm excited about. But anyway, um, I want to send a special super shout out to the Dale City um COCDA choir participants this evening. I'm uh Reflecting my mom love this evening. My son is in that choir, and they performed this evening. I was not there in the physical, but I was absolutely there in the spirit, and I've been seeing the pictures, and they did a great job. So if you know a Dell City uh, choir participant, give them a high five. They work really, really hard over there, and I'm proud of them tonight. So have a great week, you guys. Um, I look forward to next week, and be great. <laughs> That's what I got. Go ahead, Will. I want to yeah. give you time to get all of our in, all of our announcements. Yeah. Yeah. Quite a few. <laughs> all right, so the word on Wednesday, uh, the word on Wednesday is canceled for tomorrow. Um, so there is no word word on Wednesday tomorrow, but it will return next uh, Wednesday. Um, so again, the word on Wednesday for tomorrow is canceled. Um, there will be um, one next week. Um, again, I already announced, told you guys about the Level Up Conference. Um, again, go to the website and, and and register and save your seat. There are only 300 seats available, um, and so you want to get yours. Um, again, for a limited time, there you can um, put your deposit down now and pay the rest in installments, um, but you need to do that ASAP in order to secure your um, your seat. Um, it's going to be Chicago, August 9th through 11th, 2019. Again, we're talking about faith, family, and finance. We're going to have some of the best speakers um, that you can possibly get. If you are wondering or want more information about it, you can, again, go to the website. Um, again, it's www.levelupchicago.com. But just in case. Um, you want to hear some of some of the classes, some of the classes we're going to be doing um, for relationships. We're talking about making marriage work. Um, we're talking about recovering from relationships. Um, we're talking about how to be success, how to be a successful single, uh, and we're talking about uh, parenting. Um, so yeah, so the parenting class is going to be dope. That's Dre. Um, then under for business, we're going to be talking about how to grow up the corporate ladder. How to build solid business? Uh, how to have a solid business foundation? That's going to be Kells. I'm talking about kick butt at customer service with Q, uh, and then we're going to talk about how to grow your business uh, from zero dollars to where you're profit, where you're making a profit. Um, then we're going to talk manifesting your dreams, bridging generational gaps. That's going to be Daryl O'Neill, um, faith in action, and then building your confidence, which is going to be the fire starter. So we got like the bomb classes we ain't even talked about. I haven't even released who our um, keynote speakers are yet. Those are just the classes. So it's a phenomenal weekend. It's going to be, again, from Friday um, to Sunday morning in Chicago, August 9th, 10th, and 11th. Go to the website at levelupchicago.com. Take a look at it and ultimately register. All right. Um, Nouveau Exposure Magazine, which is our magazine, if you have not downloaded your free copy, um, do that today. Go to nouveauexposure.org and check it out. 
Uh, it is full of phenomenal articles about faith, um, about um, faith, about family, about makeup and all of the girly stuff, makeup <laughs> and fashion and medical stuff and workout stuff. So it is a full publication that you definitely want to check out that is worth uh, every article that's in there. It's worth the time. Um, so go to nouveauexposure.org and check out our magazine, Nouveau Exposure. Um, last but definitely not least, we are looking, still looking, always looking uh, to support independent artists. So if you are an independent artist and you have music, please send us your radio edited version. And just like the music you heard tonight, we'll play it on the radio show, um, as well as we'll give you a shout out and spread your music. Again, we want the radio edited version of your song. All you have to do is email it to us at globaldriveradio at gmail.com. Again, that's globaldriveradio at gmail.com. And last but not least, uh, Thursday. So we we do have a level up uh, live this Thursday at 7 o'clock Central Standard Time. Uh, This week I'm going to be interviewing uh, my dad. So Pastor Burns um, is going to be with us on Thursday. And we got some very interesting conversation that we're going to have. Uh, we're going to talk about business. Uh, we're going to talk about money. We're going to talk about family. We're going to talk about faith. We're going to talk about uh, marriage. Um, he's probably going to tell some business about me that I don't want him to tell. It's going to be embarrassing, but that's all right. Uh, so <laughs> tune in again Thursday, again, right here uh, on Facebook Live. Um, and we're going to have some good conversation with uh, with my dad. Uh, we're going to be talking about fatherhood is really what we want to talk about, the importance of fathers, the importance of men, and just the evolution of manhood. So tune in again, 7 o'clock Central Standard Time for Level Up Live. Um, this week we're going to be talking with Pastor Burr. So other than that, thank you to Q. Thanks, Kels. Thank you, Mother Maybelline. Thank you to all of our callers. Thanks, Shan, for the um, hot topic tonight. This was a phenomenal show. I hope if you missed any part of this show, you go back and listen to it again. Friendships are super important for you to pursue the purpose of for your life. And I think that it is impossible for us. They say no man is an island. But it is impossible for us to get to the place where we are happy, where we are whole, where we feel like we've achieved all that we were uh, supposed to achieve without having people around us who support us, who push us, who love us, who make us accountable, who give us the space to be vulnerable. Um, And so I think, again, if you missed tonight's show or missed a part of it, please go back to the beginning and check it out. Also, again, to our listeners, we love you. We appreciate you. Thank you uh, for listening. If you you are on our email list, please check your email. I sent out, I'm sending out um, this Friday a questionnaire, four questions. Please respond. Um, we really want your feedback to help improve what we're doing here on with so we appreciate it. Um, once again, thank you all for everything that you continue to do for us. Have a good rest of your week, uh, and know that, again, that we want only what's best for you. We want to change the generation by raising the conversation. Have a good night, and we'll see you next Tuesday with another school break. Think I just get it, won't you just it, and I'm still standing here. First you say you're with me, and then you try to think me. I try to keep it low when you cut me to the floor Cause I don't wanna cry no tears Would you believe this?